You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. I was born in a small town called Charslav, a town of a size, I would say, like that skyscraper over there. Strašně jsme nadávali na ty české filmy, které se nedávali. To byla naprostá nuda. Just to seeing real people, real faces on the screen. Le cinéma n'éduque pas jamais directement. On ne peut pas. Je ne crois pas que l'art peut éduquer les gens directement. Suddenly, the name of Milos Forman is one to be remembered in filmmaking. Sometimes, certain pressure on you, it's very good because you know where to go. I don't know what freedom is, really. It's a funny word made of, out of clay. Svobodný, nejste nikde. Vždycky je na vás nějaký tlak. Communist Party was my big nerves. I knew what this was about. To byl tlak ideologický, ale vůbec nekomerční. V Americe je to přesně naopak. Tady jsem vydaný na milost a na milost divákovi. A já tomu dávám přednost. The winner is Miloš Forman. I know that we are not immortal, but I just don't want to live with an idea that I'm gonna to die and nothing makes sense. Hey folks, welcome to a special episode at the Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I am talking to one half of the directing duo behind the film Foreman vs. Foreman. I'm talking with Helena Treshnikova. You'll also hear from Daniel Vadochki, who is the sales rep for the film, as well as uh, helping Ms. Treshnikova with her English. Uh, obviously, her English is way better than my Czech. I'm surprised that I haven't talked more about Milos Forman on the program before. Uh, we used to do this whole director's spotlight thing for Kichus Radio, where we would look at one particular filmmaker's body of work and do it alphabetically. I don't know if we made it all the way through the alphabet once and we're coming back around to F, or if we just never made it past the letter F because... Yeah, we burned out pretty quick on that. Uh, I watched a lot of Foreman, pretty much everything that he has done. And I even recorded along with Sam Deegan and Kevin Heffernan the audio commentary for A Blonde in Love, a.k.a. Loves of a Blonde, for Second Run Video. I like Foreman. I don't know why I haven't talked about him more on the show. But on this episode, you will hear more about Mr. Foreman and about this documentary. I also have to thank Morris Brzezinski for turning me on to this documentary. He saw it down in Australia, and I would not have known that it existed except for him. So thank you very much, Morris. I appreciate it. And of course, I started off the interview asking Ms. Trestakova how she got into the business because she's been in it for going on 45 years now. I decided to be a filmmaker in my 20s after school for decorative art 
And then I studied Czech Film Academy. And uh, so I decided to make documentary. I doesn't want to make feature films because I think that the most important is our reality. So it's my job, the whole my life, and I'm very satisfied with with this job, and it brings me happiness. How do you decide what subjects to cover, what films to make? My topic are social problems, and I like normally people with normal lives, not celebrities. I decided to make a long-term observation film because it's such a possibility to bring a story into documentary films. I met more than, I don't know, 20 or 25 Long-term observation films, different time, different topics, not celebrities, normal people in Czech Republic. So I'm such a local chronist. I guess it's a little ironic that I'm talking to you about a film that you made about a celebrity. So a film about Norman is, of course, not a film about normal people, but he is really a celebrity. And it's not so usual for me, but... Um, the uh, reason for me to make this film was my love to Miloš Forman because he was one to people who thought that I am film director because I saw his uh, first film uh, when I was oh, about 13, 14 years old and uh, it was uh, completely something new for me because if you imagine in this time, we lived in Socialist Republic and uh, uh, many films were such an official propaganda. What Miloš Forman and his uh, colleagues from Czech New Wave met, it was completely other. It was really, really life as we knew this life. And it was for me such a miracle. And from this time, I said it could be perfect to make films. But from 13 to 20, it was some time. My parents weren't not satisfied with my decision because they said that film is not for women and it's not uh, in a serious profession and so. But well, I, per- I persuaded them. I studied on film academy and I started after my my study make documentary films. Um, beginnings were short films, fifteen minute film, and then I discovered this long term observation method. And from this time, it's my favorite method. And uh, to Milos Forman, he knew my film, this long-term observation, and he said that um, it's for him very important that he lost a uh, documentary film, but for him, uh, he misses a story in documentary films, and uh, this method brings bring story, and it's for him very interesting, and I uh, sent him my film through 
the first time on DVD and then through air. <laughs> and uh, he answers every time I, I have some uh, letters letters from him, such a feedback to this uh, film. And so it was uh, for me the highest pleasure because he was really my hero. How old were you when the Prague Spring happened? Nineteen. How did that change things for you, especially after the invasion? It was the most horrible time in my life because in this time, um, in my 19, I worked as an au pair in Germany, in West Germany. So uh, my friends there said to me that I have to stay in Germany, that in Czech Republic, uh, uh, our, uh, my future is very uncertain. dark yeah. and yeah. uncertain. And uh, in this time where uh, my uh, parents, they visited me in Germany and they decided uh, that they wanted to stay there because they had, they had very bad experience with communist system. Uh, because, for example, my father was a lawyer and 10 years he worked as a, a work, worker, worker. Uh, uh, in in a factory because he was not a member of of communistic party and it was such uh, action intelligence into Europe into into factory move the intelligence to the factory yeah and and my so my father worked the lawyer worked ten years in a factory so they experience were not good but I said. No, I don't want to stay here because I am Czech and I will live in Czech Republic in all in all circumstances because it's my land and I cannot live in other country because in this time I was two months in in Germany in very rich family as all periods and I saw some um, things I didn't know from Czech Republic, for example, wash machine and dishwasher machine. It was for me something uh, extraordinary. Uh, I was from a pure country, but I was from country where culture was very rich and I had there all my friends and all my aims were connected with, with Czech Republic. I didn't never regret this decision. So a life after invasion was not easy. It, it was uh, such the time uh, has a name normalization, but it was uh, such pressure on on normal people and so. But um, so I am Czech in all. All circumstances. (laughs) The Czech Republic does have such a a rich culture, as you said. I am curious, after the occupation, how did that change films and filmmaking? And did, say, Milos Forman, was he viewed as maybe being uh, not as as great of a filmmaker since he left the country? Yes, yes, of course, many uh, famous filmmakers and... and, uh, uh, artists from different parts of art 
emigrated. Uh, you can imagine this, um, that it was um, all art was signified by censorship. Censorship were in everywhere, yes. And so I I studied five years and then I worked in this such the name of this of this institution of short film and we made short films uh, where uh, this, our films were screened before feature films in cinema. Yes, it was such a curious <laughs> distribution politic. So um, I my my topic was uh, social terms. These social terms were acceptable in this time and so, for example, in year 18, I started with such a project, the first uh, long-term observation project, and the topic was to observe a young um, marriage couple, six years from their wedding, yes, six years, so <laughs> from year 18. And uh, we, because there was uh, such a problem with many young uh, couples, because there was uh, such a problem that many young uh, couples are uh, all the time because these young people have not considered to have their own... Until today, actually. Until today. Until today. We, are, we are shooting today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's, now it's 40 years. Yes, uh, it starts and we are, we are continuing. <laughs> How did you decide that you wanted to do the documentary about Mr. Foreman? A lucky coincidence, <laughs> because Czech uh, TV has a contract with uh, the TV, um, uh, French-German uh, TV Arte. Topic is different. Interesting Czech personalities known in France and in not only in Czech Republic, yes. And uh, so they, um, uh, the dramaturgy of Arte came with with topic to make film about Miloš Forman. And I think that they, this, this lady from Arte knew my films and uh, that she proposed that it could be for Helena Cheštíková. And I said, yes. Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> I said Miloš Forman is really my hero from from thirteen, and I met him in my forty five <laughs> in in America. Yes, uh, but uh, the whole time he was such a personality from for me. I saw all, all his films and uh, I admired him, and now was a possibility to make film about him. But in this time, Josh Foreman um, was still alive, but very ill. And he knew about our idea to make film about him, and he said, perfect, Helena, perfect. But he doesn't want to cooperate with us because he was very ill and without energy and... Uh, I can imagine that for him it could be very depressing. But we had a great research about different documentary films from the whole world about him. We decided to make 
film as an archive film, yes. What was for me completely new, of course. So, and then um, I made such an agreement, agreement. with my colleague, editor Jakub Heina, because it was such an, we are saying, editing film, mm. editing film, and it was our common, common work. And uh, so we saw many, many films about Miloš Forman. And uh, it was, but for me it was very interesting because I loved him and I love him still. And to see films about your hero, it's, it's a pleasure. But <laughs> we had about 100 uh, different um, items in, in editing room, different uh, time, different countries, different styles. So our task was from this material to make a film which is um, compact, yes. We had, I don't know, five different editing um, uh, forms. and Five different uh, uh, versions of the film. Version and so... And then came a dramaturgist and our cooperator, as for example, Dan, and they said, so it's too long, it's too short, it's too understandable. So uh, why is not this film and why is not this episode from his life? And so, and we made a new version and then came again. And so... Time it was pleasure because it's uh, uh, such an a little bit archaeology, yes, to pass up to yes, dig yes. Uh, to dig in the uh, man's past, basically. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, so for me, it was a very nice time of my life, and uh, I cannot forget if it never. <laughs> The name of the film, at least in English, is Foreman versus Foreman. And I'm curious why the title. Do you see him fighting himself? He fought with himself, but for us, uh, this versus means Czech Foreman and American Foreman. Foreman, um, loser and Foreman world star. Yes, and Foreman. Foreman who seek or a seeker and the foreman who found himself. Founder. Yeah. <laughs> foreman seeker and founder. Founder. Yeah. founder. Yes, yes. Uh, we had many ideas for this, for, uh, the name of this film, but then the Vietnam Nazar. Yeah, it was uh, because we were, uh, if I may, uh, and uh, we were looking for uh, different titles. But if you check all the documentaries about famous, uh, I don't know, actors, um, directors, and whoever, it's always uh, my story or whatever like this. So we needed to accept one of those titles basically, and uh, most of the people voted for versus because it fits well. We thought. Yes, but um, everybody is asking why. But yeah, everybody is asking this question. Why this, why, why this title? And uh, we are explaining, and and I hope that that it's 
interesting explanation, I hope. <laughs> I mean, I like the title and I like the behind the scenes and I like that Foreman is telling his own story. I also really like that you had uh, Peter Foreman doing the narration because he sounds so much like his father. Yes, yes, and uh, there's so many ideas such for man in different documentary films, but uh, some important things from his life we needed to give into the film, so we worked with different um, books and so about Foreman, and uh, Petr Foreman helped us uh, with this, and for example, I wrote sentence, and he said, no, no, uh, this is not the uh, This is not how my father would say that. He would say it like this. He would say it like this, and he made a change. So it was a very important school. And, uh, and so then, of course, you, you can imagine that it's not um, so easy for, for a son to work on a film about his father, but uh, the feedback uh, from uh, the whole fam- film and family was perfect, so I was very happy. Uh, and I add to this, uh, because I'm trying to, and I'm the one responsible for sales and festivals, and uh, always when I go somewhere, and we or we go with Helena somewhere, and we got this question, a uh, question about the uh, four-month son, they always they always try to be like very bright about who is talking right now, but uh, most of the time they think that uh, when Milos Forman actually is talking, it's his son, and vice versa, and vice versa. So it's quite funny that they realize yeah. that it's some different uh, act, uh, different voice, but that different voice is usually the Milos Forman voice. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what I would like to see that um, for me was in Foreman's story one of the most important moments and it was his attitude to freedom. Because it for us with our experience in Czech Republic, freedom is very, very important and in all his films is this value very strong in uh, some, uh, for example, this cuckoo nest. It's about freedom and it's without his experience from totalitarian system, he couldn't make this so perfect. And for me, it's the, the highest value of his films, yes. And I think that for Czech, especially they, Czech, Czech visitors have the, the same um, experience uh, from this film that it's the main work of Milos Forman work and life. I understand why you end the film around the time of the Velvet Revolution. Though I have to tell you that this is one of the few films where I really wish it was longer because I just enjoy it so much. I understand, uh, but <laughs> I, I know that there is not a film of Goya Girls and Men on the Moon, and so I know I know about this problem. Yes, uh, but we 
had not uh, good um, speeches from Foreman about this, this topics. And I wanted to finish with his note about freedom in, in Czech Republic and about because it's not only in Czech Republic, it's Shabbatna uh, Mishlenka. Oh, it's a very general idea. General idea to people have to find freedom in themselves. Yes, and it's for all people in all countries. And we can see it, for example, now it's Belarusia to find Freedom in himself. It's the most important. And so I know that it could be longer. <laughs> I know. Every time in all films you have many possibilities how to make this film, how to build this film, how to finish this film. And so we decided for this, this form, yes. How has the film been received? Some uh, feedback can say uh, done. I can say that uh, I heard only positive feedbacks, but I don't know if if it's uh, so done. Done, please done. Okay, maybe I I, I can uh, add to this because, um, as I said, I'm responsible for um, the distribution of the film at the festivals and in the um, uh, broadcasting or whatever. Uh, so, um, we were really, really, really happy that the uh, Canton Festival received uh, and uh, accepted the festival, uh, accepted the film for its world premiere. We were in touch with them and they really wanted to commemorate uh, the great director Milos Forman. Uh, and therefore, uh, we were really in close touch. They saw what uh, Helena is doing at the moment and they were really happy uh, with the uh, uh, the short film we sent them and with the, with the final version of the film. So they accepted the film and after that, you can imagine, uh, how it went. <laughs> so, uh, so far we, uh, we made, uh, uh, up to or around, uh, 80 film festivals. Um, Helena with the co-director Jakub Heina, uh, won one prize and got one special mention, I guess. Uh, it went to uh, several uh, TV uh, channels, uh, mostly uh, in Europe. Uh, but uh, overall, the reaction uh, to the film is um, is really great. And uh, to be honest, we didn't uh, ex- expect it something as big as it uh, became. You can imagine that for such a local cronies to be in town on red carpet, is really interesting interesting experience I never expected that I can live something it was really nice to see uh, <laughs> this documentary crew walk on a red carpet in Cannes definitely <laughs> it was after Claude Lelouch I guess or before uh, Claude yeah. Lelouch so it was really really nice yes, yes, yes. It's, it's really it's it's good coming with carpet uh, in in my life something extraordinary. You definitely deserve it. You deserve all the accolades. It's a fantastic, fantastic film. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Daniel, I do not envy you trying to uh, get a film out there in this horrible time that we're living in right now with the COVID. Yeah, I mean, this is terrible because uh, we started perfectly last year in 2019 was the premiere. And by the end of a year, uh, we already made like 50 festivals. Uh, everything went even even better at the beginning of this year. But then uh, COVID started and uh, so many festivals canceled, so many festivals postponed. And when they postponed now in September or August, they are realizing that they have not uh, enough space to screen all the films or stream uh, online. Uh, so basically, I had to uh, withdraw the film from at least at least 10 or 15 film festivals. But um, I mean, yeah, that's the time we are living and we try to adapt. We are looking at new ways how to distribute it, uh, how to put it at the festivals that are still happening online at least through these channels. So to find new people who might be interested in, like you, for example, <laughs> which is very nice. So, yeah. My credo is um, is a charm. And so we have to find those. <laughs> and probably not only we, but the whole world. It's interesting uh, uh, from, uh, I think, for the Terry documentarist it's very interesting situation best of luck to you with this uh thank you so much for your time it has been a real pleasure talking with both of you thank you thank you a great pleasure for me thank you for your work about our film Forman, a mí los forman, a mí los forman, a mí.